1: The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block.
0: Hello folks, this show was recorded at the weekend before we saw the reaction online to James Tavernier Connor Goldson and Joe Arebo's Instagram and social media posts and the club statement on racial equality which came out on Monday morning. Now we would just like to reiterate that here at Heart we 100% support the players, we support anyone in their campaign for racial equality We did discuss the matter in a great deal more depth ...over on our Patreon site. If you go to the daily update for Monday the 20th of July over on our Patreon site. It's free, you don't need to be a subscriber. If you want to hear where I spoke to one of our podders, Tess, who is mixed race and obviously had plenty to say about what had happened over the last few days, you'll be able to hear that show for free over there. It's patreon.com forward slash heart and hand. That's patreon.com forward slash heart and hand. But once again, we'd just like to reiterate our support for the players and agree with the club that Ibrox should be a place for everyone regardless of colour, creed or background. Hello everyone, we're back yes, after our summer hiatus heart and hand Flagship podcast Returns to the Airwaves. I am delighted to start off with a landmark show in 2020 because we are here today to discuss Rangers' fabulous triumph in France, of course. We'll do that later. But first up, I want to talk about the first ever Heart and Hand book. Yes, it is here. The 50 Greatest Rangers Games voted on and ranked by the Heart and Hand Universe and joining me to discuss it well who better than its author Mr Martin Ramsey. Hello Martin how you doing?
1: Hi David very well thanks for having me on.
0: Now the last I saw you were top uh, top 3 on the Amazon chart. So that's it's going pretty well. <laughs>
1: um it's been a good start the pre-sale was uh a lot uh bigger than I I uh, imagine so um, yeah it's been all a bit surreal uh, after all that work uh, and then you leave it obviously for months and then you hand it over to the publishers and it, it kind of goes uh, out the mind a wee bit and then you know it, it, it's back on and then suddenly you've got boxes and boxes of these um, things in your hand that, that um, yeah it's, it's taken up quite a fair bit of, of the last year so um, yeah it's exciting though.
0: It really is and uh... You know, I've been through the process with you. I've been able to read the book as it was coming together, but there was still nothing like having that finished article in my hand and being able to go through it. It's uh, an excellently written book. I, I would say that, you know, given Martin's mummy anyway, but I can say it genuinely in this case. Um, it is good. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm being quite honest and upfront there. As people will see, you know, buy the book. And if you don't like it, then it's your fault. But Martin, um, let's you know first of all start with the concept of the book, uh, the fifty greatest Rangers games. What started that ball rolling for you?
1: Um, well, the pods, um, really, as, as everything uh, uh, originates on on this network. Um, Twenty eighteen, we did uh, a series of podcasts on the fifty greatest Rangers goals, uh, where we invited the the listeners to to vote and. Um, their top 10, number one got 10 points, number 10 got one, everything else in between. Um, and those were out at Christmas 18, and they were very well received, a lot of fun to do. You, know, you were on those shows. Um, so I knew I was going to do it again uh, in 2019, and I knew it was going to be Greatest Games this time. And I wondered, because I'd done so much work on, on the 10 capsule for, for so many of the games that were likely to be voted for um, so many notes and it's obviously spoken to, to fans, yourself and um, uh, a lot of the other guys on the podcast of course um, I just wondered would there be a book in this? Would, would there be something um, bigger than the, the, the scope of the shows that we could do at, at Christmas time um, and maybe it would give me a chance to to just write a wee bit more about why or try to understand why Rangers fans have voted in the way that they they did. Why some games have resonance and others none at all, kind of thing. Um, I sent that proposal off to um the, the first publisher I could find um that, that would kinda specialise in, in that type of book uh, and they were they were very keen. So um it was yeah, it was pretty much all go from um the, the, the first idea.
0: Now, on the cover, you've you've chosen a very specific image, and it was the one that you wanted um, very much. So, uh, tell us, tell us, all, what it is, and also why that that one struck such a chord.
1: Oh, the the images uh, of Peter Lovenkrands' celebration the the, the two thousand and two Cup final and from the back. Uh, I'd obviously toyed with with ideas about the cover. Naturally, you're looking at a, a collage, probably. Um, and then you found out that it's like £300, per. pounds yeah, um, And damage. use that in the front cover. And money could probably be better spent elsewhere. And having two or three doesn't really quite do it. So then I, I was looking for, well, is there one that really sums this up? And I don't remember seeing this at the time. I've no idea how I missed it. Um, but it's a fantastic photograph. For a start. And I thought it just encapsulated everything. That that's greatness there for us. Um this young player, still, you know, obviously kind of finding his feet at the club. Um, the most famous number in football on his back, number nine, um, finishes a cup final there and then, a great cup final, a genuinely end to end cup final, um, with lots of goals and incident and the faces that are looking back at them, um, of us, um, we aren't in it, but they <laughs> are us. Um, it, it's, it's what we'd be doing. Um, and these people hugging and, and, and obviously celebrating and, 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 uh, giving something back to Loving Kranz. I think there's a, 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 I think there's a woman blowing him a kiss back as, as he's blown it to, to them. Strangers. But for that second, you know, Best friends, and that—that's what it's all about. It's what spending months in the freezing winter, um, traipsing up and down the country to shithole grounds, um, getting frustrated um, because you will maybe get a spring afternoon like that, um, and that's it. That's the moment.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's it's a wonderful image, and uh, it does set the tone particularly well because this book is a fans book. It's being voted for by the fans. It contains contributions from supporters. It's about us as much as it is about these amazing games and it is about the the, the wonderful players and the history of our club and whatnot. But it does come it's almost your love letter to being a Rangers supporter
1: yeah um i i try to cover as many bases as i wanted to um some of those chapters are quite personal to me and i think that that comes through um but all the way through i, I would well, it's what the time capsule does it, it is about the guest, really um maybe more than the actual game itself because i i'm i've always loved hearing older bears talking about matches and moments and their experience of that, I, it's it's always just kind of um, interested me. So I needed to capture that, um, and it is our story. Uh, it is a fan's story. Um, that it was the fans who voted for it. So um, it, it couldn't just have been fifty match reports. You know, could have gone to the record and asked permission for for those and just. You know, bound them up. Um, it isn't just about who scored and who was sent off and um, how many were there. Uh, it is about these experiences that we can all share, we can all um, relate to. Uh, and yeah, that, that, that's what I wanted to, to get through. Um, you were kind enough to, to, to write one of the forwards and Richard Goff was as well. Uh, and I I was keen that I would have two two of those because it is as much about Rangers fans and what they love and why they love what they love um, as much as it is about what happened on, on the field of play.
0: How did the system work in terms of how, how did you arrive at the top 50? Were people asked to submit 50 or, or how did it work?
1: I asked to submit the top 10. Um, in the month of May 2019 so uh at, at the end of, of of last season um and as i said the number 1 got 10 points and, and all the way down to to number 10 getting one point uh and into the spreadsheet it went um over 170 games i think were uh were chosen um uh, and yeah and it, it was interesting seeing that kind of take shape as as days and in, 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 in the weeks of May went on, um, uh, clear favourites and clear um, uh, leaders taking taking shape. Um, but you've read it. Part of it is trying to understand why the ones that missed out missed out, and why they didn't quite resonate as as strongly as as, as some might might like. Because there are a few big games that aren't in there. But then it's difficult. Rangers have been involved in a lot of very successful, um, a, a lot of great afternoons, um, and yeah, I get that. That was really part of part of the interest.
0: Now you you speak in the book about that very thing, which is that there are certain matches that don't make it. That you were very surprised at. but also the. the... You know, correlate to that is that there are matches in there that you were very surprised to see yourself, and and what I found interesting about the book was that you didn't really shy away from this. You didn't say, um, everything that's here is absolutely correct and justifiable. It is, after all, a vote. It is, after all, an opinion thing. But you, you know, you would say this game's resonance is probably because of X or Y, but equally try to place it in a bigger context.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's not definitive, and I think uh, I open my, my first line in the introduction is that I hope that the book's out of date by the time you, you pick it up. That 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 these things change, and we've had other things uh, other great moments to um, to move into that that kind of uh, uh, level, that 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 kind of ranking. Um, so. <laughs> It's was, it was never a fact it's never a, a matter of fact and and, and this is this, this definitive fifty um it's a historical document i think in, in in and of itself in that it tells future generations i guess what Rangers fans thought in that month of may twenty nineteen um but i I was very keen that, that when writing about it it couldn't just be about the nuts and bolts of a game uh, I was trying to understand. Why this is here and why why it's not higher? Why this is is maybe um quite low in the fifty, and um, so it it would be an assessment of that uh, and and trying to trying to analyze, you know, why things are where they are, why people have voted the way they did, um because it it is of genuine interest. What what is a great Rangers game? The two of us would have different opinions on that, um. So it just it gave plenty of scope to to get into maybe some wider themes, which was enjoyable.
0: In terms of, um, if you like, almost criteria, and I submitted my 10, I sat down and I thought, right, shortlist, and the shortlist was like 25, and the next day it was 37. And then I, I had to think about criteria, and for me, I thought, well, did I have to have been there? You know, did it Did it have to be in my lifetime? Can I pick games? I wasn't that... I um, pick games I haven't seen because, obviously, you know, eighteen seventy two, I wasn't living back then. There's no footage of it. Uh, it. Did it have to be a trophy? You know, we're one of the few clubs that you can pick a top hundred where there's a trophy handed to you at the end of it, and all of that combined to to make you realise of this is not easy.
1: No, it's not, and many of the emails that I got in especially ones near the end of the month um, where if people saying this has been the hardest thing I've, I've ever had to do. Um, you've made my month of misery try to um, <laughs> uh, rank these things. But again, that's that's what made it fun. Um, that's what, what, what makes it interesting. Um, this is Rangers. Does a trophy need to be there? The answer, probably yes, given how the, 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 the top 10, the top 20 start to shape. Um, uh, where do all fun games rank compared to uh, proving yourselves um, in a European stage? Um, does the other teams part have to play anything in it? Does it have to be a you know, a great ostensibly aesthetically great football match? Um that we just happen to, you know, come out on top or, you know, do we just want to see Rangers being dominant? Um and you, you're right, we you talk about games that, that have, have, have predated us, but that's exactly what greatness is. It's exactly why we're still talking about games um, that, that that we weren't alive um, uh, at the time they were played, because that's what greatness does. Um, it resonates. It, it continues. People want to keep talking about them. Um, but we all had our, our different criteria, I think it's fair to say.
0: Did you notice any particular era bias?
1: Yeah, I mean, recency bias was was always and it always is with these things. Um that, that that's just the, the nature of it. Um things are fresh. Uh the quality of the footage is uh better, so even when people are trying to to maybe reassess. Um so yeah, um some big eras, some big famous names don't feature well at all. Um the the Great Rangers team of the early sixties, for example, they're in once and it's a defeat. Um Bill Struth is in it once. Um and that's the, the, the nineteen twenty eight cup final, not the his, his team of uh uh the forties the and um early fifties. Um and that <laughs> it's interesting to start, but I think it's quite alarming. Quite alarming that Ali McCoy, the manager features um as often as Jock Wallace does. And <laughs> as uh, as often as Struth and Simon combine. Um but that shows us that, that the emotion around 2012 is still very acute and still very um resonant. Um but it, it for me anyway, set big alarm bells about how we do history, really. Um and how good we are at at keeping um, these moments and these names um, and these stories alive, and it's something as we approach twenty twenty two and the you know, the big one hundred and fifty that I I know the club are looking at, um, but it 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 really it has to be something I think more more pressing in in the mind, um, especially these fan accounts. Um, they, they, there should be a, a vast bank of oral history. There's, there are people out there that can still remember. Struth team um, we should want to hear about that and we should want to capture that um, in an audio sense, it becomes more real then um, so so yeah, you, you have that recency bias. the 9 row era being a, um, a good example of that 14 games from the 9 um era in the 50, I think that's probably about right uh, that seems a, a, an understandable figure but half of those came in Almost the last calendar year of it, April ninety six to May ninety um, yeah. seven, and it's as time goes on, and that that era that we grew up with, David, um, obviously goes further back. I think there's a, a need, or or just a tendency to want to just distill and distill and distill, so that at some stage, nine in a row, yeah, Gordon Gascoigne, and because those were the three figures that were very dominant, very significant in. Finishing that whole thing, and I think there's a real danger that we forget about the base of it and those earlier teams and those earlier players and even the earlier manager. I mean, soonest features eight times, possibly a wee bit um, smaller than than I maybe imagined, but none in the top ten, three times wow. in the top twenty, and so. It's interesting that the, the man who kick-started that revival um, and he's still very visible. He's, he's on mm-hmm. our tellies all the time uh, and he's, he's not shy in, in proclaiming his, his love for the club. It's strange that those those games just aren't uh, resonating as, uh, as much as uh, I think they should. Um, so perhaps there's a bit of work that needs to be. To be done and just ensuring that, that that whole era, even 86 to 98 really, um, is just a wee bit more thorough because I think we're, we're losing some some moments there.
0: Okay, where can they pick this fine work up?
1: It's available on the Heartland website, heartland.co.uk. Um, you go into the shop and, it, and it's there, it's available on Amazon, um, you can get it in Kindle, if you um so wish, Uh, I think it's in. So in the Watson's website, I think they're they're still picking back up uh, after just reopening after after COVID. So, um, it's it's out and about. Should you want it, and um, if you do buy a copy, if you have done and you have enjoyed it, um, please don't be shy about telling (laughs) people. Um, we don't have a huge advertising budget here um <laughs> very much, very much relying on, on on word of mouth but um yeah, if you have enjoyed it um yeah tell people please um that that would be great and if you haven't you're you're free to do that as well i'm happy to discuss why you didn't um but but yeah uh i'm proud of it i i, I think it's i think it's a good book uh it's an interesting project um Interesting to maybe revisit it in five, ten years, and Definitely. see what's changed, and not just in terms of of new games, but if there's been a fashion um, for some of those older ones coming coming back in. Um, so, so yeah, uh, and it, and it covers the whole scope. 1872 is in there, um, and it's it's in the top half. So, recency bias only goes so far, um, and I think that that's a perfect example of. The power of guys doing history well, because if this poll was conducted fifteen, sixteen years ago, I don't think it would. Certainly not be in the top half of the fifty. I'm not sure it would make the fifty, but that's Gary Alston's work and it's it's Ian Gordon, uh, on the founders' trail, just okay. making this story visceral, um, and bringing it back to life. And that that's what that's what it, it's all about
0: absolutely highly recommended this book um as the bible salesman said if you want a good book this is a really good book so uh, get get your hands on a copy today now two matches which are unlikely to feature in a greatest rangers the top 50 of all time took place over the weekend but were nonetheless very enjoyable rangers headed off to leon to play in the Viola trophy and, in fact, came home with the Veolia Trophy after a 2-0 victory over Lyon on Thursday night. It was followed up by a 2-0 victory over Nice on Saturday evening. Two very good performances, I have to say, from Rangers. Um, Martin, it's a pretty even tournament and it's very much about getting game time into the players' legs. But everybody got a game. Uh, everybody got some minutes. Uh, we we played some good football in patches but the thing that probably stood out to me the most was the fitness levels I was you know, quite pleasantly impressed with them
1: yeah compared to the competitive football that we've been watching from other countries mm-hmm. and, and, and the kind of sluggish restart uh, I think you're right a lot of energy there um, which is all this is for really isn't it it's, 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 you really just find uh retuning uh and getting ready for first of August. Um so <laughs> I'm not sure sure fitness was ever a huge concern during the, the, the last few years. Um they they, they seem to do up um the right kind of work. Uh, injuries might be but the just general fitness of, of, of the players and their ability to, to you know to keep the motor going um has been a, a part of that, that that kind of Gerard project. Um, and listen, you'd rather Rangers win than not win, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, yeah, it's nice to to see uh, where that that can maybe um, take them. Uh, but I'm I'm loath to read too much into uh, any preseason um, action. That's uh, it's a whole different ballgame from the the hurdles we we have fallen at, and we we know we'll need to be able to find a plan around. Um if we're to get back to where we want and you probably aren't provided that challenge by Leon and
0: Nice. Interestingly, the manager when he spoke out after it um was speaking about some of the young players that that came in and did well, I thought, over there, um, Nathan Parts and Louis Mayo. Fantastic mm. challenge in the Leon game where the mm. leaders were actually due to injuries and, and Ryan Kent's red card down to nine men. Um up against a strong and quite fresh. Leon team because they brought on a lot of substitutes. You know they were up against the pie and the Belly, good players, but of siege defending to be done. It was the whole uh, you know attackers versus defenders thing. But the, the young lads stood up to it well. They'll they'll develop from that experience, I think. But when asked about uh, you know youngsters coming through, he seemed to issue a rather clear warning about reports of ego at the within the development squad and that those players. Uh, who refuse to commit to the club and who display signs of ego won't be making it through to the first team portal whereas guys like Patterson Mayo etc deserve the, the spot because they haven't shown that it was an interesting comment clearly aimed uh, at specifically people the speculation is that it's Kai Kennedy uh, would be unfair to say that it definitely is we don't know but but certainly that's the suspicion what did you what did you make of that Martin?
1: Uh, he, he loves a pointed barb, doesn't he? Um, I <laughs> the Lafferty signing um, and subsequent um, <coughs> probably speaks to uh, the reputation he had as a player, Gerard, as someone who just could not abide a bad attitude. Can't stand it. Uh, I, I can't imagine many things frustrating him more than than players not busting every. Um, vessel in the body to to try and make themselves better um, and if I think if there's a hint of being ahead of yourself before you've done anything mm-hmm. you're just you're out, you're done and uh, it's, it's the right it's the right action to take um, it's the right standard to, to set um, possibly overplaying it for the benefit of um, some of the other lads there just as a, a warning shot as well uh, that, that these are these are the standards. Um but any even as a pundit, Davey just after he, he, he finished playing, it, it was something he would he would love speaking about, just the the effort and the hard work that, that he felt he had to put in. Um and there are stories at Liverpool about about those who, who if they didn't show that um were told about it, um in no uncertain terms I'm, I'm sure.
0: It's a story as old as a hell, isn't it? A young kid head-turned, thinks he's made it, gets to walk up saying he's a Rangers player. Well, you're not yet, you know? Um, get into the team, do something, then you're a Rangers player. But I know I was an arsehole when I was 17, uh, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, can't, exactly. I can't really criticise. I, I thought it was the most important thing in the whole world. So there will be youngsters at every club in the world who don't make it, and I'm sure when they're 35, turn round and go... I could have done this, I could have done that and and I hope that the players concerned actually take that warning because you're a long time retired and you'll never get another opportunity yeah, as big as the one that you currently have. So two more friendlies to play, Martin. Um, a, a, an unusual one for us in that we're playing a, a public friendly against uh, another SPFL team. We're playing against Motherwell at Ibrox on Wednesday night um, before taking on Coventry City maybe a more traditional friendly yeah. at Ibrox on the Saturday um, a few eyebrows raised about the Motherwell friendly For me I think We do have to remember we are in the middle of a pandemic um, It has limited Travel options for a kick-off And that While we maybe slap-dash in the middle of pre-season A lot of leagues aren't
1: Absolutely No, there's Nothing much more to say than that It's just a uh, um, kind of common sense um, uh, Approach um, it's One of the the only interesting things about pre-season friendlies is, is usually the chance to see teams that you very rarely see Rangers playing, this kind of weird and wonderful um, array of, of teams that we've faced over the years. Um, but no, it's just very much a needs must. And going back to my earlier point, it's probably out of the four of them, uh, probably the most appropriate kind um, of test that... Um, we need to face and we need to, to prepare for because Mother War Brutal. Yeah,
0: they, they'll get in our faces and you're right. I mean, I think one of the things at the weekend was that we know Rangers are a good European team. Absolutely. We know that Rangers have devastating pace on the break. The problem often comes when we're playing against sides, who will never be far enough up the park to allow us to break that you know, they're not going to play that way. They're going to sit men behind the ball. So uh, I think in a completely different way and yes, it's it's almost counterintuitive to say that you might get a little bit more out of a game against Motherwell than you will against the game against Leon, But in terms of a domestic campaign, it's, it's probably true. Now, uh, as we, we head into this new season, folks, a uh, big announcement for you flagship listeners. And that is that this season, Harp Hand for the home game certainly will be at the stadium involved in the press area this year. We have been given a press pass not something i've always been keen on to be honest but after that, talking over with the podders after talking over with some of the the subscribers over on our heart and hand patreon site it was felt that we should do this to offer something alternative so for subscribers moving forward you will get uh, a podcast around about two o'clock uh, if it's a three o'clock kickoff, you get my point. But uh, a podcast about an hour before Christmas, eh, before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> a podcast about an hour before kickoff, don't know where that came from, um, where we'll talk about the team. It will be myself and, and Stevie Clifford from Four Lads Had a Dream. We'll talk about the team, the lineup, what we're expecting. There'll be a half time report, and then a podcast immediately afterwards that will feature quotes from the manager and from any players who have conducted interviews. You'll still, of course, get a traditional post-match car pod once fans are back, but before that, um, a traditional podder's pod, if you like, followed up by our late evening pod where we get the thoughts of all the listeners involved. So loads of great coverage coming up on Harp and Hand this season. To sign up, just go to patreon.com it's uh, patreon.com forward slash harp and hand no ampersand, I hate ampersand and uh, sign up for just one ninety nine per month, you'll get some spectacular coverage going forward and I hope you enjoy that. Right, just time in to thank our executive producers in London, Mike Lee and Paul Myers and to thank my guest today, this blend. Mr. Martin Ramsey.
1: Thanks for having me, David. Pleasure.
0: We'll be back next Monday with a roundup of all of the fixtures. Until then, have a great week. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs>